Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Revelation 10. Life can be complicated. And even to be more specific about that, emotions can be complicated. There's a complexity that comes in our lives because there are events, occasions, circumstances that can make us feel two things at once. You can, in one moment, feel a mixture of positive feelings and emotions and negative feelings and emotions. One word that we use in our language to describe things like this is the word bittersweet, where you think of something, maybe it was, uh, you know, you got to spend only a short time with someone that you loved, or you're saying goodbye uh, to someone, or you're revisiting an old place that it brings up old memories, and you think, oh, well, it was bittersweet, because there were aspects of it that were, were sad and made you grieve for some reason but then there were parts of it that were that were good and refreshing and sweet to you and we see even these words we don't see the word bittersweet used but we see those two words that make up that compound word bittersweet in our text today in Revelation 10 and i think it gives us a needed reminder that if we are rightly processing what we are seeing in the book of revelation There's going to be some bittersweet emotions that we should feel as we read and study this book. And if you are not feeling those things, there may be some problems uh, in your own heart. We may need to open up the hood and dig around a little bit to say, wait, if reading through Revelation isn't bringing some sense of of bitterness, not not in an angry sense, but in a in a sorrowful sense to you, eh, why not? And if it's not bringing some sweetness and excitement to you, why might that not be happening as well? And these things we're going to see in Revelation 10. And so Revelation 9, we saw the fifth and sixth trumpets. And now we'll get somewhat of an interlude here that'll cover some different ground. And verse 10 starts with, then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head, and his face was like the sun and his legs like a pillar of fire. So not a lot about the identity of the angel. Some might say, hey, this angel is Jesus himself. I think there could be some reasons to say, no, this is an an angel, uh, a messenger from God. Even we've seen other angels and this is another mighty angel using the Greek word that has the sense of uh, another of the same kind. Um, and, And so this angel comes and he had a little scroll open in his hand. And we, we see it later when it comes down to this scroll, uh, it's going to be eaten, but also th- these seven thunders sound. And that gives John something. John hears something in this. And he was going to write what he heard, but a loud voice from heaven says, seal up what the seven thunders have said and do not write it down. And that instantly gets us uh, thinking, what did the seven thunders say? And we can have different ideas about that. But guess what? 
we don't know what the seven thunders set. So even as we study Revelation, we we have seen there there is blessing that comes to those who read and and understand and, and heed what goes on in this book, going all the way back to uh, verse one. Blessed are those who read and hear and keep what is written. So there's blessing that comes with revelation, but there are also limits. We don't know everything about the future still. We don't know everything about what happens in revelation because some things like this, John is specifically told not to write down. And One quote I found that was helpful reading through this chapter was the commentator Warren Wearsby says, the purpose of scripture is to save sinners and sanctify character, not satisfy curiosity. Now, there are ways, obviously, scripture satisfies certain elements of curiosity. There are moments where we get to see behind the curtain into how God thinks, but not all the time. And we have to stop and say, God is God and we are not. And I'm not going to get all of my questions answered. And I can't miss the point, even as we think of Revelation, that we should, through this book, have a more exalted view of Christ, or like we saw also, a a greater sense of the danger of sin. We should see all these things from the book of Revelation. Now, we want to be good students, but we need to realize if all we want to do with Revelation is geek out and try to figure out every little detail, we may miss the point of the book and even spend time trying to know things that God has said, no, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, for instance, what the seven thunders have said. But then the angel, it says in verse six, swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it and the sea and what is in it, that there would be no more delay, but that in the days of the trumpet call to be sounded by the seventh angel, the mystery of God would be fulfilled just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. So mystery, when we see that in the New Testament, has the idea of something that had previously not been revealed now being revealed. And what he's saying here is, hey, with this seventh trumpet, which if we take that kind of telescopic views that the seventh seal contains the seven trumpets and the seventh trumpet contains the uh, seven bowls that we will see, it's basically saying, we're wrapping this up, guys. Uh, God is not going to delay. He's going to finish his plan here uh, for judgment, for the return of Christ. Uh, This mystery is going to be fulfilled. And then in verse eight, it says, then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, go take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, take and eat it and it will make your stomach bitter but in your mouth, it will be sweet as honey. And then the rest of the chapter says, that's exactly what happened. John eats the little scroll and it's sweet in his mouth, but it is bitter in his stomach. And if we think, what are the contents of this little scroll? Well, it doesn't tell us in any detail, but it seems from the context here that there has to be some connection with what he is eating and the contents of that scroll and what has been announced by this angel that God is wrapping up. God is not going to delay. He's going to fulfill uh, the mystery. And so that in some way should get us thinking about the contents of Revelation. Christ is going to return. He's going to bring judgment, um, all of these things. And if you are a Christian and you think about the realities that we have seen and will continue to see in Revelation, you should have 
really a bittersweet response to this. There should be a sense of sweetness. Jesus Christ is coming back. I've been praying for years, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he is going to ultimately answer those prayers. What a sweet thing. But remember chapter nine, remember the devastating pain and the destruction of one third of the earth being killed. Do you remember that? Shouldn't that bring some some bitterness to your soul, even to the depths of your your being? That you should be like, oh man, that's that's awful to think about what so many will experience as they face the wrath of the Lamb. And that's where I want to challenge you today. If if you don't find yourself feeling both of those things, I think there's a problem in your heart. If you can read Revelation. And you can read all of these things really about the victory that Christ is going to win and how he is going to return. And if you can read that and be like, eh, ho-hum, frankly, I think you're way too comfortable in this world. I think you, you are letting the things of this world get too much of a hold of your heart. If you are not yearning for the return of Christ, if you are not yearning for the kingdom that he will bring with him, you are, I think, setting your desires too much on this world. You need to watch out. Are you letting the love of the world creep in? The desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, the pride of life. Are you allowing these things to, to put down roots in your heart? That is dangerous. Think of the thorny soil. It's the cares of this world and this life and the deceitfulness of riches that choke out the seed of the gospel. If there is not anything that gets you excited about the return of Christ, you need to check your heart because your affections are not where they should be. But also, is this is this bitter for you? Is reading about judgment and all that we see here, does that make you groan in parts of your soul? It, it should. Consider the example of Jesus. If we look at Luke 19, when Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, He thinks of the destruction that is coming. He talks about how enemies are going to set up a barricade around Jerusalem and surround them and hem them in on every side and tear you to the ground, you and your children with you. The tone in which he is saying this is not, I told you so, and you didn't listen to me. No, it says in verse 41 of Luke 19, and when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. If you can read about the destruction that is going to come upon people and the wrath of the land that will be poured out upon people without that bringing a sense of grief to your soul, you lack the compassion of Jesus Christ. And frankly, I think you forget what God has saved you from and you forget your own unworthiness. So as we read Revelation 10 and get near the halfway point of this book, this is a good heart check for us. Are the things that we are reading bringing about both sweetness and and bitterness and grief in our hearts? That mixture is what John experienced. That mixture is what we should experience. And if we're not experiencing it, maybe time to check our hearts and and seek uh, some heart change so that we might have the emotions even in the feelings that God would want us to have, the sweetness of anticipating Christ's return and the bitterness 
that comes from contemplating the wrath that is to come as well. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.